Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. In the age of online retail, buying a car should be no different. That's why Carvana invented a brand new way to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made a purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door. Or you can pick it up from one of their coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy ensuring you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check out the nation's fastest-growing auto retailer at Carvana.com. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. Yeah, it's Collided Movie Talk. Live today, we're talking about Scarlett Johansson's comments about Black Widow. We're also going to talk about the Gemini Man trailer and the Zombieland Double Tap trailer that just dropped today. All of it here on Collider Movie Talk. There's the logo doing the thing that it does. And there's me. How's it going, everybody? I'm sitting in the host chair again for the lovely Perry Nemiroff, who is off uh, handling other business. Congratulations to the entire Nemiroff family from us here at Collider Movie Talk. Lonnie had her baby. Congratulations, Lonnie. Yeah. Congratulations, Perry, the whole Nemirov clan. Hope you name him John. All right, uh, uh, let's uh, introduce my panel of guests today. Let's go around the table. The great Jay Washington is here to join us, fresh from a wrestling ring. How are you, Jay? I'm good. The baby has a name already, and it ain't John. Come on. Go to... If you Come follow on. Perry on Instagram, the baby's been named. Why uh, would you name well, the baby John? No. You know, sometimes you wish for things in life. Speaking of wish things for life, I wished for a Englishman to come here, and there he is. Right there, <laughs> Hello Simon there. Thompson. How are you, Simon? Hello there. Fresh, uh, I was going to say fresh off a plane, but I'm not. I, oh. I came I came from Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't pretend I flew in for this. That's a good horror movie. It came yeah, from Hollywood. I like true. that. All right. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Our first uh, topic of the day, Scarlett mm. Johansson was interviewed by our own Frosty Weintraub at Comic-Con over the weekend. The video dropped today on Collider.com. You can go read the article and watch the video after you're done with Collider Movie Talk, please. Uh, and in the interview, she's uh, asked by Frosty about what, uh, how the process of the script of Black Widow came about, what we can expect from this movie. And it was a really nice uh, window into this process there. And Scarlett Johansson answered and said that her and Kevin Feige had been working on the script for a couple of years and uh, wanted a Black Widow movie that would expose the ugly truth of the story, one that was raw and real. Feige kind of rubber stamped that thing and said, absolutely. And this is the kind of film that we're going to get from uh, from Marvel with Black Widow, with Scarlett Johansson. Jay, you hear these comments mm-hmm. from Scarlett Johansson. Does this excite you that we're not going to get just a fun action movie? This is going to be a little darker. Between the comments and the footage yeah. that we got at Comic-Con, it definitely excites. I think the biggest question that everybody is wondering, what's the rating of this movie going to yeah. be? Because for it to be mm-hmm dark, raw, and gritty with the story that we saw 
her tell a little bit of, and I can't, I think it's Civil War, I think it's Winter Soldier, about the backstory, what she went through, yeah. to see that it has to be real, you know, hit that point where it's like, yo, this just can't be PG-13. So, it, and I know everybody's like, well, what, what does rating matter? Because it lets you know how far you can go with the film. Right. If you're trying to get this ugly, raw truth, if we're trying to find out about this red in her ledger and, every, and so much, mm-hmm. you know, everything she's been through. Because again, I tell everybody, I was one of those people at first when they said a Black Widow movie, I was like, no. No, we don't need it. It's yeah. way too late. Oh, I see. Because she had been in the MCU yep. 10 years. Certainly. We've seen this character. We've watched an evolution of her. No one too much cared about her full backstory because we got some of it. Mm-hmm. But then you see this footage at Comic-Con changes your whole mindscape. Now, granted, everybody didn't see it, so there's a select amount who were in Hall H that saw it. But hearing how long they went through the process, they didn't just throw this together. Knowing how we all now trust Kevin Feige when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. This pumps up my anticipation even higher just for ne- next year. Well, let me pump it up even higher as she goes further in the interview interview to talk about Kate Shortland, who is directing the movie, mm. that gives you an idea of the kind of approach they're going to have because they've hired a director like this to do this, Simon. She's directed Lore and Berlin Syndrome, and we were just talking off camera somersault. about a somersault, which, movie. Was, which is a fantastic film that both of us discovered. She's an Australian film director. Yeah. This is what Kate Shortland said about the movie. I think that's what drew me to the story. She's got so many secrets, Black Widow. She's got so much vulnerability, and I think that's what makes her such a great heroine. In this film, we get to understand her past and put the pieces of herself together and come out a whole person. What do you think about that? Well, this? I mean, I think it's... It, first of all, I think she's a great choice. I really, yeah. really think she's a great choice. And you, you touch on the fact that, you know, is it too late? And, you know, they've really thought about it. I think they've had to think about it. I had an interesting conversation with Peyton Reed about 18 months ago when the last Ant-Man movie mm-hmm. came out. And he was talking about the fact that, you know, nobody's had a flop Marvel movie. So you don't want to be that movie that flops. Fair enough. You don't be yeah. the one that's at the bottom, that's mm-hmm. down there with the Incredible Hulk and that kind of thing. So you want to make sure that if you're going to do this, this is a character that's 10 years old, people are familiar with you want to do it right and i think it's australian filmmakers australia is an amazing territory where there's so much talent in writers directors and producers where they have they're good they're really good at telling dark we often look at other areas like we often go to asia for directors Mm -hmm. when we want something that's complex or even the darker side of sort of americans but i think there's something from that sort of that that other part of the world that really it it, it, they do fractured really well Mm -hmm. and i've always found black widow not necessarily is it too late for the movie i've always found her a very Apart from, you know, every now and again, she's a really plain character. They've never really known what to do with her. We have had a sense of this this fractured history, but they haven't really known what to do beyond that. And I think from Kate's previous work, she gets those beats. She gets those tones. And me, personally, I would say go darker, go harder. Otherwise, don't do this half-arsed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, go big or go home. Mm-hmm. And we know that Marvel movies with a higher rating can sell. Yeah. And irresponsible parents will take small kids to see these movies anyway if they're <laughs> R-rated. I've seen kids in Deadpool who <laughs> yeah. were like right. 10. Exactly. So we know that those people will go and see it. I, so. think, I think for hardcore comic book fam- fans like myself, now, Natasha Romanoff is one of our favorite characters in the Marvel Universe mm. because of her badass storylines in the comic books. Yeah. We're going both... Uh, being a heel or a face, as we might say in wrestling terms, good and bad person here doing some interesting espionage stuff, twisting and t- double, t- double, uh, you know, double turns all the time with yeah. her. Uh, so you never know what you get from Natasha Romanoff. And if this film 
kind of reminds us of that, I would be extremely happy because that's the one thing that I've really found missing from her, from Scarlett Johansson's portrayal and the way she's been written in all the Marvel movies yeah. is we don't get that sense from her that she could turn at any time because of the situation or because maybe she's been paid or bought out in the situation to do what she has to do. And she's one of the few characters in the MCU that haven't really made that close to page to screen transition. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, we've seen a little bit of play from various directors, producers and screenwriters who've made each of the characters their own. Um, you know, if you compare, say, a Doctor Strange to a Thor, the way those characters, who right. are very different characters, are handled very differently. And I think Black Widow is the one that is, has been massively underserved when you compare to what she is as a character in the comic book universe. And also, yeah. one of the things we were discussing is this yeah. is about her her past, yeah. but right. it's more so about Florence Pugh taking on the role of Black Widow going yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to have this delicate balance where we're trying to let everybody know what you didn't know Mm -hmm. but now introduce you to this new character meld the both together Mm -hmm. and then blend right in into phase four with no problem yeah so that's that's the trickiness with this and i think that's what kate shortland brings is to be able to navigate that yeah and i'm telling you this is the honest truth after hearing these comments from scarlet and this stuff from uh kate shortland i am excited now i was with jay a little bit i was a little tepid about this idea yeah. because i'm like well do we really need it this far into the situation but this kind of mirrors the hawkeye tv show as well where he might be handing the mantle off to kate bishop is Scarlett going to hand this thing off to Florence Pugh? I think you there's a difference, but I think there's a difference with the when you compare the Hawkeye situation. Everybody's mm-hmm. been missing Jeremy Renner's character. Like yeah. we wanted more from it, even though we sure. know Hawkeye as an Avenger. What do you do? You have a bow and arrow. That's all. But we wanted more. Mm-hmm. We wanted to know that Budapest story, which we're going to get in this right, movie. I hope so. And then when we saw him training his daughter in Endgame, you know yeah. how he had that. Everybody knew what was coming forward, and mm-hmm. so we wanted to see that. We got to see him be a badass as Ronan. Yeah, yeah. So they gave us so much to make everybody's mouth water for this Hawkeye. Series. Yep, yep. The so difficult we'll thing I think they're going to really have to look at, and something I think that a lot of people haven't talked about, is obviously we know this Scarlett Johansson's um, you know, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. To take her younger, to go back and tell that story, it's going to be very difficult to not negate or erase the future yeah. Black yeah. Widow yeah, yeah, when yeah. this is a storyline and, and a line we're going to be continuing. Yep. That is going to be tricky to handle, but I'm pretty confident Kate can certainly do that well. This is, this is one uh, bit of footage that I was sad to have missed because uh, I wasn't at Comic-Con this mm. year. And I wish I'd seen it. Would have liked. Mm. It would have been interesting to see what the look of it is. It may have, may have even excited me for even more. Thirty yeah. days of shooting. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty incredible. <laughs> for uh, thirty days. Yeah. Well, apparently you need two years to do a Top Gun movie, but thirty days is Black Widow is just fine. Time out, because Tom Cruise had to learn how to fly in yeah, F-18, that's fair, literally. That's fair. <laughs> uh, well, the, the cast includes David Harbour, as Jay mentioned, Florence Pugh, O.T. Fagbenle. Hope I'm saying that right. And Rachel Weisz, who recently in an interview said there's going to be a lot with Taskmaster, so that's going to be fun to see as well. It's going to drop May. May 1st, 2020, at this point, that's when it's scheduled to come out. So good comments, great comments. Get you excited to see what's, what's going to happen yep. next in the Marvel Universe. All right, uh, next up on the show, we're going to talk about the Gemini Man and the Zombieland Double Tap trailers. But first, uh, and we'll answer your questions from the live chat, which Dorian is picking out and sending to me. Uh, but before we dive into that, here are some plugs for you. First, let's uh, drop to, jump to a little Riley Roundtable plug from the host himself, Mark Riley. Hey guys, it's Riley here. Let me tell you about the Riley Roundtable. You know it, right? It drops every Thursday on Collider Conversations. And I have guests from all across the space. John Roca, Gray Drake, Alexander Desplat came on at one point. We talk everything from movies, we talk about life, and everything in between. What do you want to hear? What do you want to talk about? It's the Riley Roundtable every Thursday on Collider Conversations. You get it there. Napa Know How. 
This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's O'Reilly Roundtable. I've been on it a few times. That's an excellent show. Give it a listen. Give it a watch. Jedi Council drops today at 5 o'clock as well. Uh, we welcome uh, Christian and Ken. Welcome to Michael Young to the show. Talked a lot about what's going on in the world of Star Wars this week. And once upon a time in Hollywood, our spoiler review. We're dropping that later tonight. For some of you that are going to see it tonight, you can listen to or watch our spoiler review. It's me, Christian Harloff, and Dennis Zen breaking that thing down for you. Massive Tarantino fans. Okay, let's jump into our next Next story, and that is the Gemini Man trailer and the Zombieland Double Tap trailer. Let's start with Gemini Man, the Will Smith film coming from Paramount Pictures with Ang Lee in there in the director's chair. Will Smith is a retired assassin being hunted by a 23-year-old clone of himself. Oh, if I could see a 23-year-old John Roca. Smith plays both parts, and as you can see, and the film doesn't shy away from them going head-to-head in a number of scenes. If you've watched the trailer, which is incredible, and there's grenade tossing, brawling, there's a motorcycle getting hit in the face with, all this kind of stuff going on. It's incredible. Um, uh, Simon, you had a chance recently to see some of the footage I did, of yeah. this, which I saw you tweet about. Talk about the Yeah, I went to Paramount. Footage. Obviously, this is a documentary, Gemini. <laughs> yes, it is. It's based firmly in reality. Very, very clear. Just have to be honest about that, front so then i am legend comes in somewhere <laughs> absolutely that's that's in the universe somewhere down sure. the line well I, I mean this i'll be honest with you this is a movie that i was not particularly excited about um it was a movie that i was very nervous about and i you know the first trailer when i saw it i was like okay right. i'm on board with this i'm a, i have still have concerns so it was nice to be able to go along this week and there's a full report that i did actually for ign about the footage but i'll touch on a few points here um uh, the thing is is it's not de-aged people are saying that will smith is mm. de-aged for that younger him and he plays a guy who's in his 40s and a guy who's in his, in his early version of him in his 20s. Mm-hmm. He has not been de-aged. What they have done with Will Smith for this movie is create Will Smith as a CGI character. Mm-hmm. And they've completely... Everything from the clothes, so they haven't tried to put somebody else's face yeah. on a body and get him to do the workout. They wanted to be real Will Smith. So they went back to a lot of photos of Will Smith when he was in his 20s. Yep. They went back to the you know some of his early movies. They used Bad Boys as an influence. They used Six Degrees of Separation. Mm-hmm. They used a lot of those early movies... Uh, some of Men in Black, but his physique had changed slightly for that. And they they built a Will Smith. So Will Smith physically didn't have a stuntman to play one person or a ball on a stick. It was Will Smith playing Will Smith, and then they put the younger Will Smith 
on top of Will Smith. It's wow. a Will Smith skin. Oh. It is incredible. Wow. Absolutely incredible. Okay. It looks insanely realistic. It works a lot better than de-aging I've seen in movies. Okay. So it's a very different process. It took what a years to do this. Also for me, the, the footage I saw was in 3D. Okay. We saw a number of disconnected scenes. We saw a behind-the-scenes featurette and a trailer. All of the scenes had completely different tones. Some of them were Will on Will. Mm-hmm. Some of them were Will with Clive Owen. Um, and we saw just what was a general action scene. The movie is shot at a very high frame rate. Mm-hmm. So it looks insanely realistic. It looks like a computer game. It doesn't have that feel of you watching an action movie. It, it's, I would say, hyper-real. Okay. It's almost a feeling to it. And it's in 3D, which puts it right in your face. Wow. So right. you're either going to really like this or you're not. And it's really difficult to tell from short clips because it's short bursts. It takes right. a little while mm-hmm. to, to get into that, to get your brain to work with that. The action scenes are very good. The performances from Will Smith and Will Smith are great. Wow. Can we, he win two yeah. Oscars? We, well, I mean, Jerry, Jerry <laughs> Bruckheimer. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Bruckheimer actually brought up that this is an Academy Award winning performance Ooh. potentially from Will Smith. Wow. You get dramatic Will and you get younger, slightly more innocent, sort of, you know, naive Will. Mm-hmm. So you get, you, I mean, you get literally the whole gamut of Will yeah. Smith performances over decades. Well, certainly we get that last line where he's looking at himself and says, we can't reveal what well, we, we are. We are. Yeah. Yeah, you, you didn't get to see the footage, but you've seen the trailer. What's your reaction you've to the trailer? You've seen the younger Will being emotional with Clive yeah. Owen. That was one of the things oh, that yeah, really... That, yeah, that he loves him. That was one of the things that stood out to me. But also, the fact that you watch Will Smith get smacked with a dirt bike. I can't <laughs> do... Because, of what, like you said, how it yeah. looked. It looked so realistic. You saw it happen from multiple times as well. Yeah. The action is on point. Mm. And if we know Will Smith can do action. The last mm. big action thing we yeah. saw that a lot of us attribute to is Suicide Squad, sure. where he tried to save the hell out that movie. But... He does great at this. And to watch him play opposite himself, that's a, that's a challenge for any actor. Mm-hmm. To be, you have to play your own nemesis, but also play yourself in a lower role. How would you feel being weakened and brought down yeah. and being lied to about everything? And I, again, I just want to, it shows you a lot of range from Will Smith, which we know he can deliver. Yeah. And I think we get all of that range in one film. Absolutely. Yeah. It looks fantastic. Twice. And, and yeah, twice. And, twice. You know, I was with Simon. I was like, oh, is this another After Earth? Oh, no. Like that kind of feeling. <laughs> like everybody. Yeah. But then you see the trailer and you're like, oh, this looks like a little deeper than we thought. So yeah. I want. I hope that the action sequence just to get you in the theater, but once you get in there, it's more of a psychological study. Yeah. That excites mm-hmm. me because Will can go there, been doing it since Six Degrees of Happiness or whatever that separation. film is. Separation. Yeah. Six Degrees Separation. Okay, he's fantastic <laughs> in that film. And so to see, he's been doing it for quite some time, getting mm-hmm. in these dramatic places. So. Well, you mentioned the crying scene, and that was something that was mm-hmm. actually picked up when we were all in, a, in one of the halls at, yeah. at Paramount. Because what they've done is it, it's actually Will Smith doing the acting, crying as Will Smith. Yeah. And then they put the CGI Will Smith onto the face. So it, it matches. It's like Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible oh, wearing wearing the, the mask, yeah, yeah. and you know it, it creases with everything, and it shows the real face. Yeah. That's what this is. This is a younger skin of of Will Smith, CGI created, fitted to Will Smith wow. for his real emotions, not another actor. That's why it looks so real. Wow! Oh. Botox lovers are now excited. All right, Mary Elizabeth, <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and Clive <laughs> Owen, and Benedict Wong are in this. It hits theaters. On October 4th, so later on this year, look for that. All right, our next trailer is Zombieland Double Tap. It is the sequel 
sequel to 2009's, I think. Yeah, Zombieland. Sony uh, Sony Pictures releasing this thing. Ruben Fleischer's returning to direct it. You have Jesse Eisenberger coming back. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg rather coming back. Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone, Abigail Breslin. They make their way across the zombie-ridden dystopia. It's ten years later. Fleischer says a lot has changed in the last ten years. This interview with EW says in the ten years since the first movie, zombies have evolved into different types of zombies. The one that's causing the big threat are the T-800 zombies. Nice reference to um, uh, Terminator there. That are stronger, faster, and harder to kill. Uh, uh, Jay, you saw this trailer. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Riley and I did our reaction, which you can see on Collider uh, video. What do you think about this trailer? You can see my reaction whenever I upload it. Uh, I did one, too. I just haven't had a chance to get to it. Yikes. But, <laughs> no, yeah, I just yeah. haven't had a chance to edit and upload it. Yeah, but I did like the trailer. It wasn't one of those make me super laugh. It's just one of those I wanted to pay attention because mm-hmm. it's been 10 years since the first film. Yeah. And you watch the evolution. You watch the family bond that's happened mm-hmm. over the 10 years. You watch Woody Harrelson as Tallahassee, how he's more overprotective. Mm-hmm. of Abigail Breslin's yeah. character. Yeah. You see this and you watch it. You see Jesse Eisenberg trying to fall in love with a dunce, for yeah, lack of yeah, better yeah, words. Yeah. And you get that humor that you've always had it with it. And when they did the name crawls and you saw Academy Award winner Emma Stone, first thing they do is show her shooting a bazooka. Right. So I love what they're bringing with this. But also, it, yeah, this is Ruben Fleischer. He did it. Then at the same time, I go, he made Venom. Well, and Venom, Venom made $800 million. Yeah, because so they wanted to spite, they wanted to spite everybody. Hey, man, you make that money. I, I get it. However, and he put Woody Harrelson in the worst red wig in history. Well, look, James Wan did Aquaman. Don't get, don't get me started. That wig uh, wasn't that bad. But nonetheless, please. it wasn't as bad as he looked like Carrot Top on cocaine. Now, I did love the fact that I love what this trailer uh, <laughs> had to offer, though. So I'm excited to see this movie when it comes out. Yeah, you look at this. I, I'm I'm excited as well. I was afraid it was going to hit the same beats as the first film, yeah. which happens sometimes. Even when you bring back this the same director, they can. This looks like all these actors have had their time away from it and are excited to be a part of it again. A lot of funny stuff to start off. The whole rapping stuff at the beginning was great and yeah. shooting and all was perfect. All that, that the rap song rather that was there and how it went and the fact that they're leaning into the family thing. We got to go get Abigail's. As the world goes on, even though there's yep. zombies, the world goes on. Teenagers run off with their boyfriends. That stuff happens. You got to go get them. Uh, and you had Luke Wilson and Jesse Eisenberg coming in at the end, which is brilliant. I mean, sorry, no, Luke Wilson and uh, Thomas Middleditch coming yeah. out at the yeah. end, which is brilliant. What did you think, son? I thought it was good. Okay. Uh, oh, no. no. I thought oh, it was here good. We go. uh, but I, and this is, this is actually a positive. Okay. When I see uh, trailers for comedies that instantly are all the lols, um, I'm a bit like, what else have you got? Yeah. Fair. What else have you got? I don't want to see it all up front in one trailer. Oh, Kelsen spoils the movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, okay, give me a little bit more on the other trailers. I'm very happy with that. So I was actually happy. I didn't think we were going to see this movie at all. I thought this was like the Friends movie. Where's the Friends movie? Where's the Friends movie? It's not coming. Right. So I thought it was a case of, yes, let's talk about Zombieland 2 for the next couple of years. I'm wondering if they're going to call Zombieland Tap, and then this one Double Tap now, just so they all... Yes. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, I do like a lot of the touches that they've done in this. Yeah. So I am optimistic mystic that this is going to feel like a movie that deserves to be on the big screen and not like one that I'm like, ha, huh, that would have been better on Netflix. Well, well of course, so yeah. that's the thing. But I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And there are a lot of movies coming out in the last part of this year that actually I hadn't really given much thought to this year. Mm-hmm. And now this is one of them. And I'm kind of like, actually, it's something that I'm looking forward to. So yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of two thumbs up. <laughs> okay. Thumb and a half. This one also comes out in October. It comes out October 18th. Rosario Dawson's in the trailers in this yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Zoe Dutch, I think, is the one playing 
Jane yeah, the, the yeah. She is hilarious she's, already she's in hilarious. the trailer. And it's great to see Luke Wilson get a little bit of uh, shine because it's been a while since you've seen him in something yeah. where he's a prominent Quick question. Player. October yep. 18th. Isn't that the exact same date Joker comes out? Oh, yeah, probably. Ooh, wouldn't that be funny? Hey, Tiff, I'd like to go see Joker. <laughs> Tiff, send me to go see Joker, please. I you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, people should saying. see this movie. Yeah. But if this is the same weekend as Joker comes out, it'll happen. It'll happen. It'll be fine. It'll be okay. fine. It's got its own way. It's a comedy Face versus what Joker is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831 it's that little Chico Pit Boom, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's, that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the live chat. That's our review of both those trailers. Those are coming out in October, my birthday month, in case anyone wants to take me. All right, um, let's hear. Uh, what's the first thing? Okay, J. Scott Friel asks, of all the stars reprising their role in Zombieland Double Tap, which are you most surprised returned? Emma Stone. Yeah? yeah. Emma Stone. Emma Hands Stone. Down. Hands down. The okay. Academy Award winner now who can do all type of high-level films mm -hmm. and these big marquee films to come back to something that's 10 years old because you have a love for it. Yeah. yeah. To come back to that. Of course, you have Academy Award nominees, but she's a winner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that is the most surprised. Okay. Same thing? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's just the kind of movie that she doesn't do now. Yeah. And you get that feeling that she's like, it was great fun. It got her where she needed to be. She's moved on to being a serious actress. Mm -hmm. I like it when people can come back and go, I can still be a jackass. Yeah. I'm still waiting for Tom it. Hanks to come back to Splash 2, but you'll never do that. <laughs> All right. This, is, this comes from... It's not the only one. Yeah, right. This comes from Zeno Hour, uh, uh, which, Jay, this comes on what you just mentioned. Joker, Gemini Man, Zombieland 2, Jojo Rabbit, Maleficent 2, and Adam's Family are all coming out in October. Which movie will own October at the box office? Um, Jesus. I say Joker. I say Joker, Joker for sure. I mean, right? it ain't gonna be Adam's family. No, it's, no, no one cares. Uh, unfortunately, because there's no Ronald Julia. God rest Could his soul. Could be Maleficent too, though. That Disney. It's a Disney Jolie, movie. Yeah. But depend, depending on what happens at Venice and Tiff, mm. will show you what Joker will do in October. Depending on how the reviews come out of that. Yeah. Those yeah. two, those reviews are telling that we know Zombieland is going to make some money no matter what. Right. But the winner, G Gemini Man, will make some money. Mm -hmm. yeah. Maleficent is Maleficent is Disney. We we count that on anyway. 
it's going to make his money regardless. Okay. But it's what Joker does at Tiffin Venice that'll let you know if it for sure will win October. And also look at the fact that, you know, we're looking at the, the ratings for those movies. I mean, Maleficent's got such a really big audience, and that's, yeah. got, that's got the heritage. Gemini Man is something new, but Will Smith is back in vogue. Right. Will, yeah. Will Smith is back in vogue, so we've got to see what the rating's going to be on that as well. Mm-hmm. But I think Joker, it just has that, uh, whether you're a DC fan or you're a Marvel fan, it just has that, you know, cross appeal. Yeah. People love the Joker as a character. They do. And this is something really different, and it's Joker as Joker. Mm-hmm. It's the evolution of Joker. It's not Joker and Batman. It's yep. not Joker and whoever. I'm going to go with Joker. Okay. I got a great question here from the Luis Enrique de la Pena, a faithful uh, watcher of the show. Name a character or actor you would like to go through a zombie apocalypse with. Character or actor? Terry Crews. Let's do this. <laughs> Terry Crews? Terry Crews. You know why? Because I just feel like I'll be able to laugh while I'm killing zombies. You know what I'm saying? At his advanced age? All right, man. Who do you who Hey, do you man, got? Black don't crack. I, I ain't heard his knees creak or nothing. It no don't videos. crack, but it breaks. It what does. Do you, what, do you think? what do you think, Simon? <laughs> do you know, I, would, I think it would be hilarious with Samuel L. Jackson. Because <laughs> I think half the time... Are you taking these old half, people? Like, hey, right, first well, of all... You know the old saying? Yeah. Uh, never don't get caught in a zombie apocalypse without a 70-year-old black guy? Sure, that's, yeah. that's a good uh, thing. So, no, seriously, he'd be this thong between really wanting to kick some ass and not giving a rat's ass. <laughs> no, and I think that would fair. be really entertaining. Tied all these goddamn zombies! <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, my choice is Tom Hardy. Uh, that's the guy Tiny, I go through. He's so, man, come on, it's zombies. Like, what's Tom Hardy are you getting, though? What's Tom Hardy do you think you're getting? I'm going to kill the zombies. <laughs> I won't be able to understand what he's doing. I'm just going to follow him. Okay, you will that I'm telling you it would be yeah. interesting is Tom Hanks. Because even zombies like Tom Hanks. Well, you know, because what zombies are going to kill Mr. Rogers, okay? We all saw the trailer for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. What zombies going to be like, ah, friend, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> like, I get you. We, we got to wrap up now, but there's one question I had to get to. Uh, J. Scott Friel, you get another question. He says, about Angel Has Fallen, why are, there still, why are they still making movies in that franchise? I'll tell you why, son. Because the first two films were great, and this is the third one, and I can't wait to go see it. I saw Hunter Killer 2. Gerard Butler is my spirit animal, one of my spirit animals, and I can't wait to see the sequel. He's throwing seven year talk about seven year old black man. He's throwing Morgan Freeman into a river to get him away from drones. And they actually talk about concussions in this film. Because you know what action stars? You would get concussions. I love it. Gerard Butler made Geostorm. That was a good movie. That's a, I, that's a guilty pleasure of mine. I'm not going to lie. The, the second movie in this series yeah. was so oh, yeah. unbelievably bad. Yeah. There were times where, fall, where, fall, where yeah. Butler and Freeman, you could tell they weren't even in the same room. They just got. <laughs> seriously, there are scenes where Gerard Butler's just talking to an old black guy with gray hair. That's all it is. It's so bad. And also, uh, that tagline for the second movie, yeah. Prepare for Bloody Hell, makes no sense. I don't if know. you know British English language, <laughs> it's nonsense. It's gibberish. And the movie was just terrible. Oh. Angela Bassett was happy to die in that movie. <laughs> oh, have, I, have I spoiled Damn it? Damn it, Sorry. Simon! You've only had five years to watch it. Damn it, Simon. <laughs> anyway, the Lionsgate released the trailer. It was a minute and 20 seconds today. So go see it. I can't wait to see it. I, I'll probably never get to review it anywhere, but I can't wait to go see it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here on Collider Movie Talk. I really appreciate y'all taking it. I really appreciate Jay Washington stopping by Thank and you. Simon Thompson. Always a pleasure. Thank it's you. It's always great to hang out with you guys and hang out with you all as well. Thanks for watching. Thanks to Adam Smith in the booth there. Thanks to Dorian Parks sending me the questions. We will see you tomorrow with another episode of Collider Movie Talk, 4 p.m. PT to round out the week. All right, take care. Or oh, 3, 3 p.m. Sorry, 3, 3 p.m. PT to round out the week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. That Bye-bye. went.
Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20.